bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, why not live from Monte Vista, Colorado? What a great day. Oh my uh, gosh, what a great day. Potato festival going on. We're on remote at uh, Rain Rain's Brews. Rain's Brews. I think or Rain Brews. Rain Brews. Rain Brews in Monte Vista. And these guys are a new place. Beautiful building right downtown on Main Street, and we are in rural America, and I'm loving it. It's actually Adams Street, because I remember, because I live on Adams Street in Denver. Oh, really? cool. Yeah, and the history of this building is uh, it's going to be cool, because we're going to catch up with Carol, the owner of the building, and a multi-purpose building that they're using it for, and, and the history that comes there within, and, and uh, just a, a great time checking out agriculture as we're kind of on our fall farm tours. Right yeah, well, now. tell them why we're down here in Monta Vista. I mean, uh, go ahead, Brian. We are having a great time. It is the Colorado Potato Festival, which is really like the Potato Harvest Festival down here in the San Luis Valley. Let's um, bring on our guest, Jim Hurlick. How are you, Jim? I'm doing great. How are All you right, guys? How many annual is this? This is our 12th one. 12th. Mm-hmm. All right. What, what in the world did we do before it? Well, you know, they had one years and years ago, and then they sort of let it fade out. And uh, I've been working for the potato committee for 13 years. And after the first year, I says, no, nah, we need to we need to rejuvenate that potato committee. <clears throat> People are like, what's a potato committee? Is that like the potato mafia? What is yeah, that? sort of. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only place they have a potato mafia is in Mexico. But well, that's yeah. <laughs> another story. Um, it's actually we have a state and federal marketing order. And that that basically is rules on, on how you sell your potatoes size and grade wise so that the customer on the buying end is happy with what he gets. So Monte Vista, Colorado, set the stage, guys. Uh, where in the world are we in Colorado? Oh, we're in the southwest corner. Well, yes. not quite southwest, south south central corridor, but we're on the west side of this. I mean, and it's almost like a beautiful bowl. We're surrounded on three sides by mountains. We're right over the third largest natural now, is that aquifer true? in the world. Is that true, Jim? Yeah, I think it could be. Um, We actually have two underground aquifers. One's really deep, and no one actually knows how much water's in that one. It's a huge amount. And then we have a shallow aquifer. Was this a lake? Was this an ocean? What was it? Yeah, they say at one point in time, prehistoric times, it was a lake, a giant lake. A giant lake. Yeah. Interesting, and I know you're a guy of weather, right? Brian Freeman is too, you know, produce farms, that type of thing. (laughs) 23 years you've been tracking the weather in this region. Right. What are the, some of the highs and lows? Um, well, you know, on a typical summer day, uh, we'll get between 80 and 85 degrees here. But we'll have a 40-degree swing, so at night it'll get down to 45. But potato crops love that. That's what so, makes them so sweet. Yeah, it's right? an ideal place for growing potatoes. Put it in perspective, the San Luis Valley, this potato region, how much of the country's potatoes are come from this? You know, I knew you guys were going to ask me that. Uh, we usually produce around 20 million hundredweight, uh, which that doesn't mean anything to yeah. you, right? But no. the average consumer eats about 114 pounds of potatoes a year, which seems like a lot, right, mm-hmm. per capita. Yeah. That's 17.5 million people, their annual supply of potatoes that we produce here. That is super cool. So you could feed basically New York City. 
Yeah, we could. With yeah. potatoes. Yeah. What's the elevation? Long. All year long. What's the elevation here? Uh, it's 7,600 feet. And that's an advantage to us for a lot of reasons. Uh, it does make for a short growing season, but it makes for colder winters that help us with insects and disease pressure. So what's up with Idaho? Oh, I mean, why are they such a potato powerhouse? You know, they, Idaho, they can grow, like in Colorado, you really can't grow potatoes in the entire state. They have some production up in LaSalle and, and also in the Ray area. But that's kind of faded out over time because of the climate, I think. Yeah. So are they and crazy? In Idaho, like you can grow anything. They really do have a good environment. So Strohauer's up there in LaSalle. Yes, yeah. Like, right? Excellent yeah. farmers. Are they hanging on, though, to what make sure they change their crop? Yeah, no, over? They what they've done is they've shifted quite a bit of production down into New Mexico and yep. Texas, at Oklahoma, that little panhandle area, because of the water situation in northeastern Colorado. Yeah, it's a hard thing. Water's real expensive up there. Yeah. That yeah. is for sure. But now, Jim, I want to come to you a little bit because, you know, a lot of people don't know about the, the great things that you're doing for Colorado potatoes and educating people you you work with uh the extension that's a csu extension yeah, is absolutely. that correct yeah we have a great partnership with csu we actually have four research scientists on staff down here at the ag experiment station that's near center colorado and we have a potato breeder a potato pathologist a potato storage specialist and also uh, an agronomist and they're they're devoted their primary duty is potato production yeah, live on Facebook right now as well in Monte Vista, Colorado, the Modern Eater Show on the road. And uh, Jim Hurlick, we're catching up with you. So a lot of people say potato, you know, okay, I eat a potato. I maybe know three varieties. And, uh, you know, why do you need all of these other? Why do you need to work with a school? Why do you need to develop? Uh, exactly what's the objective? Well, you know, we're always trying to make it a healthier, more nutritious potato, not only for the consumer, but also make it a better potato for the farmer, one that can use less inputs, less fertilizer, less water, and so that they can continue to be more sustainable. Mm -hmm. So we invest in breeding, trying to come up with a better potato. We had a farm tour this morning. We always do this at yes. the Potato Festival. Yeah. One of the questions was, you know, oh, it's genetic engineering. I said, well, wait a minute. You know, anytime you're trying to improve a plant and make it better, is that genetic engineering? And I think the group probably was like, yeah, it is, but it's okay, you know, so. Interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, that discussion, that we could spend an hour on Yeah, that, no, man. we don't yeah. want to go there. <laughs> but uh, let me, how important is aesthetics when it comes to potatoes, produce in general? Well, you know, that's a good question. Um, truthfully, if you get a little like, bit of, you get a little black in your potato, a little flat spot, don't you just cut it off and eat it anyway, right? That's what happens. But the reality of it is that the retailer wants it to look really good in the store. They want a certain size profile, they want a certain weight, and they want the consumer to be happy with the bag they purchase. Yeah. Like a purple potato. Yeah. Or different colors of potatoes. Are those something that's actually done for the consumer? You know, the purple potato. Hot potato with me. Come on. Yeah, no, the purple potato, you know, really is, all potatoes originated from Peru, right? Yeah. And they went from Peru to Europe. And in Europe, they actually thought they were poisonous. And they brought them back to the, to uh, North America. It's a long story. But anyway, um, the purple potato is actually healthier for you, which is why we would like to promote that. Any any. 
any vegetable you eat that has color is going to have uh, more anthocyanins in it, more antioxidants in it, and so it's healthier for you to eat that. And those are your phytonutrients. Right, absolutely. So if yeah. you're working in a lab, though, what are the types of things that are being tried to be created for the end consumer, for the market? Is Are there certain things that are a must with the end consumer? Yeah. You know, I don't know what, I don't, that's a really good question. There's got to be studies on that. Yeah, no, we know that, we know that consumers want to be more connected to their food than ever, right? We, we know that, and we're trying to do that by what we did today, right? Bringing them down and showing what we're doing, getting them out on the farm and seeing that, you know, we're just trying to create healthy, nutritious food for them. Um, to your point, we have a potato breeder, and I think what he tries to do is he tries to come up with stuff that is better for the consumer, but it's difficult. It takes 14 to 15 years to develop a new potato variety. And also, um, they they actually take these new varieties that are promising after about five years and run them through a series of tests at CSU. Adam Huberger does this, uh, looking at the nutritional profile of them, making sure the ones that we advance are actually the more nutritious ones at the end of the day it's follow the money right i mean sales we need to sell potatoes oh you know that's so really how do you what make boils the shiniest object well in, that's in what the they said today greg it was interesting on the yeah. tour that we did today and i really found it you know on a little side note i found your pathologist one of the most interesting in that new little office yeah, he's yeah. carved out for himself there and we can talk more about that but one of the things that i had asked greg earlier on the tour was what is what is success criteria for them when they are studying potatoes. And Wait, can we hold that question? Sure. Come back, take a break. We've got you for 15 more minutes. Yeah, that'll work. And then you've got some things to go do. Yeah, you got to go watch the motorcycles. The community's <laughs> a buzz. It's Monte Vista, Colorado, just outside of Alamosa. This is the San Luis Valley and the Modern Eater on the road. Jim Herlick, who we're catching up with, and we love this time of year because it's an annual event. And we encourage you, if you're in the shot of our voice, keep it in mind for next year because this is really what September we September 12th. September 12th. So we'll take a break and we'll answer that question because I think that's a fine question, Brian. And I also think um, that it would be really cool if you could walk us through the life of a potato from sure. beginning to end. We can do that. And consumer. Yeah. Okay, great. We'll take that break. We'll come right back. This is the Modern Eater Show from Monte Vista, Colorado on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. So what's the deal with Belgian beers? Why are they so popular? Well, for starters, Belgium is a country the size of Maryland that produces more than 800 different beers, the greatest number of original beer styles on the planet, and they are amazing. At Brews Beers, badass Belgian-style beers are our thing, and we do them like no one else. All the classics, like doubles, triples, quads, and wit beers, plus our own Belgian-inspired creations. Sour beers, fruit beers, and wood-aged beers. Brews Beers is at 67th and Pecos in Midtown. We have food trucks daily, or bring in whatever you like, including your dog, who is always welcome inside or outside on our large patio. Check us out on social media or on our website at brewsbeers.com. That's Brews Beers, B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, just 10 minutes north of downtown. The place to go for badass Belgian-style beers. 
Hey, it's Greg Holland back. Anymore these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones antibiotics or steroids the goods is truly a cultural melting pot a family restaurant open to all their bar program is amazing saddle up at their long luxurious bar have a nice craft beer or a cocktail like their facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week located on east colfax directly connected to the tattered cover bookstore across from east high school with free parking and a garage in back look them up online thegoodsrestaurant.com I'll see you at the goods. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Raised in Denver. The Spice Guy Co.com. Hey guys, it's Carly Smith, the Fairy Godmother here. Don't get too excited. <laughs> Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. I love your guts. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Let's go make some bone broth. Oh, that's so cool to hear the voice of Miss Carly Smith, the fairy gutmother, who Coincidentally, here we are broadcasting live from Rain Brews in Monte Vista, Colorado, the Modern Eater Show on the road in the San Luis Valley. And uh, it's all about potatoes today. And, and uh, Chef Carly Smith, I love calling her that, was here doing a great demo. Um, it's, it's great to catch up with the fairy gut mother and uh, Jim Herlick here with us. That was cool to see Carly Smith down Yeah, there. she did an awesome job. Didn't she? She really knows her stuff, yeah. And I love the fact that she... Uh, understands that potatoes are healthy for you yep she and she's so i she's so easy to learn from she's just a a really kind lady who has a lot of knowledge around i tell her her future is so bright i hope as she's driving back to grand junction colorado this evening that she's listening to the modern eater yeah we we loved having her here today she did an awesome job here's what a great job we're doing okay before we broke off a couple of pointed questions i don't know how pointed they are we're talking potatoes but i think that barometer that you were speaking of that litmus test um go ahead yes so what we were what we were uh today we were at the colorado um extension colorado state extension down here in the san luis valley we're down in the san luis valley of colorado and they are we had Five educators, mm-hmm. I, and, and Jim was just telling us that they have four that are on staff full-time, but they have five educators, and they do a different piece, each one of them, for the extension. They each have a specialty, and they're all about developing new varietals of potatoes. And and some people 
we we go down a different direction. Well, all I wonder of us why when, it's when needed, you ask. and then I think, okay, of course we're all in business, and you also have to market and sell a product. Um, Jim, well, you learn they get disease, Greg. Well, they do these different things. But here, well, let me let me finish real quick, and because I, I want to bring Jim into this conversation. But what I was surprised that they said that the number one thing that they term determine success for them is all about if the potato looks good. Jim, that it's a perfect. There, it's about the visual aesthetics. Their their initial screening is all about visual. Yeah, and I don't necessarily agree with that, but when you think about it. If it looks really, really bad, who's going to buy who's it? Gonna well, buy it? Yeah. I mean, Brian, you're an expert on that. Here you are. You own a uh, pro basically a produce distribution company. I mean, that's what you do. And and, and my partner's one of the biggest and, one of the biggest growers down here. And and I know that you hate when I repeat this, but you've told me uh, time and time again that you're kind of a mortician. Yeah. You, you you keep it looking as good as you possibly can because of the is is the nutrients less. No. Does it have a blemish? Is it not as tasty? No. It's just fine. But the end consumer, for some reason, I think it's kind of a... And, and, and I will be the first to admit that I've fallen victim to that thought process as well when you go into the We grocery. buy with our eyes. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, in today's day and age, it, we are... Everything is visual when you go in a grocery store. And it's one of the things that, yeah, we work really hard with the restaurants because the restaurants understand that the ugly food... Is just fine. Yeah. Just because I, it has a wrinkle. Or no, I was going to just say, if you have a home garden, right, you don't throw throw out your cucumber oh, if it's a little it. too crooked. Yeah. I mean, you don't. Uh, you take a picture of it and you yeah. show it off. Yeah. Oh, Jay's, yeah. Jay's going to pipe in here. What do we got, Jay? Well, thanks for the pressure, but I mean, I can talk, right? So what I was going to say is that, uh, you know, ugly food and then you and then you you shop with your eyes and all that. There's a reason why chefs and they talk about the three things that, that they want on their plate is one is they want it to look good. Yeah, right. So you absolutely. can give them ugly food, but they don't keep it ugly. You That's know what you know exactly. what I mean? They yeah. do it on purpose. They make it look look beautiful on purpose. Yep. And then there's taste and smell and, and everything like that. But it's it's something you just can't ignore because it's it's a part of it. Now, you got a terrible looking lime on your that's seltzer water. That's totally the other day. Oh, now is it? <laughs> Would that lime was it Was it ugly juice that came out of there? No, Come no, on now. No, man. With the, with the lime, it was the lime was past its expiration date of being <laughs> tasting good. It, I mean, it looked terrible. I had to you, try. You know what I I'm talking about. I, I mean, I that was a little bit different. I had to try. Jim, do you mind if I ask you like a question? So we, we've got a, a listener that asks... Uh, Tell me about, like, I read things about where McDonald's has their own farms for potatoes because they make certain breeds of just this uh, indestructible type of potato. And it, you, know, I mean, you know, I don't believe that's true at all. Um, we don't grow processed potatoes here for McDonald's. So I, what I'm speaking is anecdotal from sure, what I know. They mainly grow in the Pacific Northwest and Wisconsin for McDonald's. And McDonald's has certain varieties they require, and one of them is one of the oldest potato varieties that people grow is the Russet Burbank. They, they, they buy a lot of Ranger Russets, but they have probably about four potato varieties they buy. Could a company, and they don't, to my knowledge, they don't have any of their own farms. Could a company <clears> like that wipe out this whole region? Wow. By what they need? That's a scary. That's a, yeah, they, oh, they they could buy everything we produced with a, no question. In they, the valley? Yeah, if they wanted to, yeah. Okay. McDonald's is huge. I have no idea how many potatoes they buy, but it's a huge number. Yeah. It's just amazing. And it's worldwide, right? Stuff. Yeah. It's worldwide, yeah. so. 
and they're very exclusive to what potatoes that they source, which is interesting. Yeah, mainly a recipe per bank. But they buy from the big processors, Simplot, ConAgra, Lamb Weston. Yeah. Those terrify me. No, no, it's not. It Really, those companies are buying from the same type of farmer that farms here. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's really not much different. The life of a potato. Do you mind if we go through the beginning? Sure, to, absolutely. To consumer. Okay, so, uh, to, you know, you're your guy, and I love season guys and weather guys, and and uh, you know, how does this work here in Colorado in the San Luis? Okay, Valley? well, I'm, I'm going to start with tissue culture in the lab, right? You saw this today. Uh, we went to a greenhouse, but you start out with you actually have a plantlet in a lab in a test tube. And they take that, and over a period of about three years, they'll create a mini tuber from that. And the reason they start with tissue culture is it's completely disease-free. And then they'll get this little mini tuber, which is really a small, like about this tenth of the size of a normal potato. And then they'll plant those, and then every year you get about a tenfold increase in seed. So you, you and typically here we plant in late April, May, and that potato plant has about 90 to 100 days to, pre to create a crop here, just because of the altitude and the growing season that we have. And they grow extremely fast. Are there any other crops that you grow alongside? Um, well, we're in rotation with different crops, mainly malt yeah. barley. But um, there's a cover crop. There can be. There can be. We're, we're doing a lot of stuff to, to become more water sustainable here. So we've got growers planting a cover crop to improve their soil health and basically conserve water. And he, he just said something that's really important because we're going to be doing a, a food and ag conference down in Pueblo. And one of the big things that we're going to be talking about down there, and this is October 2nd, is the fact that soil health is so important. And we forget about that in a lot of places. And it's really about how do we rebuild our soil because of yeah. the fact that places like Colorado and, and the Midwest area, we have some in some areas up to four inches of soil erosion mm -hmm. and that's scary when you think about it yeah. you know it east and west of the mississippi mississippi totally different environments right so we don't get much rain here we get less than seven inches of rain a year so we don't really have any water erosion you get east of the mississippi they have huge amounts of water erosion but most of the farmers back there today are doing no-till minimum till and really combating that erosion because they understand just what you talked about it. If you're a farmer, the soil is your lifeblood and you know that. I mean, you don't get fourth and fifth generation farmers without them understanding that. Mm -hmm. So the spot at that point, I mean, and we're, what are we about 10 days away here? Yeah, no, as far as harvest? Yeah, but plucking them out of the ground. Yeah, we're, we've got some guys already going, mainly the seed growers because they don't want as big a size and they plant, they tend to plant early. Now, do they go to market or do they go to a shed? Um, anything that anything that is big, bigger than the size profile they want for seed, and you you guys saw that today, uh, that'll go to market. But it'll go through a shed. It'll it'll go it'll be stored, and then it, over time it, they'll take it to a commercial warehouse. How long is so over time? You say how long can it sit? Can it sit a year? Well, we we shipped potatoes this year clear into August and harvested them last September. It takes a lot of effort to do that. Does um, the integrity denigrate? You know, I, w I don't want to be dishonest here. Um, we'd like to say that they're just as good as they were in September, but I don't know. I don't well, I think just, that's quite well, true. Well, you know what's interesting, I Greg, that you might not know? It's, it's starch. They're higher in starches, which is higher in sugars, right. which that's the thing that a lot of people don't know is, is as the potato gets older, 
it becomes higher in starch, which converts yeah, to you, sugars. You got to remember, a potato is a living organism, right? It's living the whole time; it's in storage, and so they keep it here at you know like 38 to 40 degrees with 90 to 95 percent relative humidity, trying to keep it perfect. But the reality of it is, it's respiring, yeah. using some energy. So truthfully, you know. I would say once you get into June, July, it's tough to keep them in top quality condition. And well, what's cool is the seed, Greg. I'm sorry, let me let you get back. No, in I there, was but. just gonna say, okay, we talked to a lot of, you know, like, uh, um, uh, Burke Harvest, right? Yes. And we talked to Jeff Schwartz and what he does with apples. So at that point in time, can the potatoes be mulched and go back to the ground, or are they just done for that if they're not? You mean uh, at the end of the year, yeah, if yeah. they're not in good yeah. quality? Uh-huh. Yeah, that happens. What 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 really happens is they dehydrate them uh-huh. so they'll take them because you can still get paid a little bit for a dehydrated potato okay. right okay and you know it's all about it you got to make a profit or you can't stay in business and they're making you're talking like dehydrated flakes and powders yeah, yeah. that would yeah. be ingredients at that point right limited. absolutely we're on, limited on time and just a couple more minutes left with jim Herlick and and such great hosts here in uh, Monte Vista, Colorado. Uh, with that limited time, I want to throw uh, just one or two more things out with you, but I w- also want to defer to you. First of all, uh, potato. P-O-T-A-T-O-E-S or O? Uh, E-S, o. when it's plural. When it's plural. Yeah. Okay. You can't put apostrophe S on the O? Well, you could. I don't know. The proper probably, English. I, well, I don't know. Today, grammar <laughs> changes weekly, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. What, what's the one thing that you would like to leave with folks that may be a misnomer, um, maybe so, uh, something that's a, you know, that you'd like to clear up or just give a little education yeah. on? Well, there's a couple things. I think I, I think it's wonderful that people want to be more connected to their food. And, and, I th- and I encourage them to come down and visit us. We'll, we'll get them a farm tour. We'll take them to a warehouse. They can, they can learn all we can teach them. Um, but I also want them to understand that there's a lot of risk and dedication in the farm industry. I'm going to dedicate a lot of the rest of the portion to this show to that. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, no one's trying to create a unhealthy food for you. So you should have a great confidence that if you're here in the United States that you're eating some of the safest, most nutritious, best value food in in the world. And um, we're doing it in a responsible way. You know, you know I, I, on an average day, Brian would debate that with you. Yeah. Well, we, we no, 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 no. I listen. I think what Jim is saying is, is he's spot on. It's yeah. it's about the fact that listen. I don't. There's no one out there that's doing any. Malies. No one yeah. wants to do. There's not yeah. a farmer yeah. out there that's really putting his. It, it's just about education. Yeah. It is just, yeah. in my opinion, and that's what Jim is doing out yeah. here. Yeah. You know, I commend him. You are a gem for Colorado yeah. Potato you know, Association. Brian's right. Um, you know, every input a farmer uses costs money, right? Comes right off the bottom line. Yeah. So they're not going to do anything that they don't feel is really necessary. And it's really changed over time. Um, they have so many consultants and experts today and so much technology that didn't exist even 20 years ago. So it's it's a whole different industry than it used to be. Um, and they use IPM programs, which is integrated pest management. So you have scouts in the field making sure that if you're going to apply a pesticide, you really need it. You have a problem. And, um, you know, they the USDA does um, pesticide residue testing all the time. And really, uh, the only thing that potatoes ever show up with the residue is what we use to keep them from sprouting in storage. It's water-soluble, 
which most people would wash their potato before they ate it and cooked it. Okay, guys, and probably everybody in the world knows <laughs> proper storage of potato at your house. Dark, It's dark and cold as you can keep it. Don't put it in the refrigerator, but if you have a colder place in your... Because, like I said, they store them at 38 to 40 degrees with 95% humidity. So you want to put it in a... I mean, it's pretty hard to have a lot of humidity in your house. If but, it starts uh, sprouting, do you have to throw it away? No, no, knock the sprouts right off. Yeah, it's knock just the sprouts fine. off. It's, it's just, just fine. Yeah, yeah. Not if it withers up a little bit. It starts well, like it, you know, like my. you can still eat it, but but it's just you're losing some nutrition there. Yeah, yeah. Biggest so, thing, never put it in the refrigerator. So in my yeah. house where it's 92 degrees because the swamp cooler is broken. It's nothing safe. Uh, nothing safe, don't, Jay. Yeah. Don't put anything in there. No, Jay, I, Jay I, you just need to buy a new house, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, can I, I, can I do a swamp cooler? Do I have to? Yeah. Can I start small? Or just put it. Get a. Here's get what a, I would get: is get a pot a of dirt. Get a pot of dirt at that point. Once it's 92 degrees, get a pot of dirt. Planet. Put the potato in it. It was anecdotal, Brian. Yeah. And have some for okay. next year. Put it in your wine cellar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wine cellar, otherwise known as the refrigerator. <laughs> Thank you so much. Special thanks to the ACF Colorado Chefs Association and Colleen Ferrer and the uh, Potato Council, Jim Herlick Band. Yeah. Carly yeah, I wanna, Smith. I wa- yeah, I want to thank the ACF. They're great partners. We enjoy working with them. Colleen's been fun to get to know. Absolutely. All right. Thank, thank you, guys. You. Really year. appreciate you being here. Go Have a good time back. over at the motocross. All right. Take see you. Okay. I appreciate Bye. it. Take care. Good stuff. All right. Just a little bit um, on time there, and we want to come in. I want to give her a good stretch. So I think we'll come back, and Brian, you and I will uh, talk for a little bit. Then we'll catch up with Jared Leonard uh, at 645 for In the Kitchen. Then at 7 o'clock, we'll get Carol on. Um, so if we can do that, Jay, does that sound reasonable? Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll take a break. Monte Vista, Colorado. Who knew potatoes could be so much fun? So cool. It I love it, cool. man. I just like talking to farmers, and I like talking about the, the communities and and uh, the the one-off towns in Colorado, in Monte Vista, Colorado. I've got a little bit um, past 7 o'clock hour. I want to give a little bit of commentary of why I might just be a little bit sad today. Let's hear it. All right. It's, let- called, it's called a tease, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, let's hear it. Next hour, I'll let you know why I'm just a teeny bit sad when I come visit towns like Monte Vista. And, um, but the optimism runs deeply. So uh, Carol and Kyle will come up here shortly, and we've j- we're going to come back and just do a quick reset. Then we'll check into Denver with Jared Leonard, who uh, started Pizzeria. Grabowski's. I went there. Grabowski's. I tried it. Grabowski's. Did you try the pizza? I tried it. It's the round square pizza. No. It's the round pizza, slice slice squared. Chicago style. Chicago style. He's hanging out there. And um, hey, give your potato factoid. Oh, potatoes have more potassium than bananas. Thanks. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Take a commercial. And on that, we're taking a commercial. Hey, listen to the commercials because these are sponsors that work so hard um, to, to support the Modern Eater Show. And if we have them running, you can better bet your bottom dollar. They're the best of the best. So we'd appreciate you supporting those guys. We'll be right back. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, pizza lovers. It's your pizza guy here, Jason McGovern, with Crush Pizza and Tap right here in Denver, Colorado. With your help, let's make pizza great again. Come into Crush Pizza and Tap for our award-winning pizza, wings, and local beer. But we're serving up three styles of pizza for you to crush. Dig into our Chicago deep dish with sauce on top of the cornmeal crust. And don't forget about our Sicilian, that's right, with cheesy crisp edges and that soft, soft crust. Don't forget about America's pizza. How could you do that? 
Crush Pizza and Taps hand-tossed pizza will take your taste buds back, back, back to that neighborhood pizzeria you loved as a kid. You like deals? Come in and mention The Modern Eater and get a buy one, get one free on our hand-tossed pizzas any day of the week. Man, that's good. Lastly, don't forget to crush our award-winning smoked wings. They're Little Rich approved and loved by everyone. Crush Pizza and Taps conveniently located at 1200 West 38th Avenue, just minutes from downtown. Come and crush pizza with us. We've been making pizza great again since 2012. It's Crush Pizza and Tap. Colleen Ferreira here with the Colorado Chefs Association. You've probably heard the excitement. This year we are creating a stir in the culinary community. This is your personal invitation to join us on our constant culinary adventure. Let us open up our network to you and help you grow professionally. Whether you are a chef, purveyor, brewer, baker, we are here to build your brand, your business, and connect you with Colorado's culinary community. Join us. I'd love to hear from you. Email me, Colleen, at acfcoloradochefs.org. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must Use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pitmasters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pitmasters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Yo, yo, what's up? This is Justin Brunson, culture meat and cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, you better believe it. Live from Monte Vista, Colorado, here it is, the Modern Eater Show on the road. It rains, brews, and this is so cool. Um, what a great conversation with Jim Hurlick as we caught up with him from the Potato Council, and that's the reason for the season. We're down here uh, sourcing potatoes right now, Brian. I loved hitting the road and doing these types of things. I really loved it. I mean, it, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. You know, some of my partners here are down in the San Luis Valley with uh, some of the largest organic potato operations down here. i got to thank... Uh, Paul New. Yeah, Paul New and Sheldon. Yeah. Sheldon Rocky. Fantastic guys. Um, you know, they've got a great operation. They've merged the two companies called White Rock Specialties. And... Uh, so They're just doing a lot of neat things down here. So I love this place. It's near and dear to me. You talk about those old-time partnerships that you have, right? But the Modern Eater Show, the community, and meeting new friends. And here we are at Rain Brews, uh, catching up with two great people that just rolled out the red carpet for us in the hospitality. Uh, Carol and Kyle, thank you for coming on the show this evening. Oh, you're so welcome. And you know you were talking about um, uh, Sheldon, and we actually took care of Sheldon's dad. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, and his mom. 
So um, it, because we have this home care business is why we'll get into that. But actually, yeah, they're really neat people. Well, yeah. you've probably really helped out the community. I mean, folks, we're here at Rain. It is Rain Brews and Coffee. Just rain brews. Just rain brews. Rain okay. Brews. Make it simple. Yep. Well, brews covers the coffee and the beer, right? I like it. You brew yeah. up the coffee and you brew up the, the beer. beer. <laughs> right. And people probably want to hear, well, okay, the rain part, and then she just mentioned taking care of people. Well, yeah, okay. Hospitality is what you're doing here with the brewery and the coffee shop and the delightful food that you have. But also on the other end of it, you run another business as well that is home care management. Yeah. You know, actually, that's how we um, stumbled up on this building is... Um, there's a big, long history on that, and even how my son came along to be able to help me, and we got into this building. So he came to help me with my home care office, and that's how we, we found this. It was abandoned for 15 years. There was nobody here. And um, Lillian Fassett, she established this building as a widow back in the 1800s, and a female, right, with two children as a widow. And it was um, this building, the water tower, and some other little small building and so this was the heart of the san luis valley for a long time and just a beautiful brownstone that we're in yeah here. yeah it's a big stone building yeah, yeah it I is think of the history place, of that yeah. and it's evolved throughout the years but uh, just that in, in middletown colorado you know and, and and just the this is the soil of the earth to have that happen in in the early 1900s is just fantastic history and being abandoned uh, i kind of liken it to the newstetter building that was downtown Colorado and and Kyle you did such a great job mapping out what was here as kind of a, a central uh, trading post of sorts sure yeah so it was as Carol mentioned built in the 1800s and then it was like a mercantile you could probably touch the history a little bit better but as far as everything that they are able to that runs through town they're either selling it or trading it here and then when like the 20s is when it kind of converted over into a full-time clothing store yeah, yeah, and it um, it was just the hub. It was the gathering place. And what's cool about it now is that we are actually we are doing that again, You're going aren't we? Full circle. Yeah, yeah, we're doing full circle. It's a gathering place. People don't gather around Mercantile anymore, right? Yeah. Yep. It, we got Amazon, Walmart, all that kind of stuff, but in malls and shopping centers, but. Now, what do we congregate around? Around food and beverage. Right. Yeah. And so we um, call this quirky grandma's house, right? So it's not your typical brewery. You're going to find um, old furniture from garage sales and um, thrift stores that we got. And you'll find 24 taps from three different local breweries. You're going to be hearing from Josh here in a little while um, from the Colorado Farm Brewery. Um, but we were able to put all this together and um, young and old gather alike around the coffees, all the kinds of fun coffees. Kyle um, just made a cool coffee because Kyle doesn't even have to actually drink alcohol or coffee. So here he is. He made his own special drink. Yeah. The Kyle. The what, Kyle. Is, <laughs> sure. what is the Kyle? Well, we're experimenting with it right now. What we just made is a, a candy-based milkshake that had some bubble caps in it, like the ones that you would just find in the little... I need one immediately. That sounds delicious. <laughs> exactly. Do you put Pop Rocks in it? We could experiment with that later, but right now we're just working with the bottle caps, and we did one with licorice, and then we actually found oh. that Oreo works really well, yeah. and then, like, this mint one works really nice as well. I like your style. Yeah, so we're having a lot of fun with that, and then we're experimenting with, like, uh, 
a root beer flow as well just stuff that doesn't have coffee in it that the kids wouldn't enjoy we're actually doing a lot with the high school as well like we're hosting their prom so we need to get a nice beverage menu that doesn't involve coffee or beer do you mind if we take a break we'll come back we'll talk about all of that yeah that sounds sure. good let's do yeah. that all right carol and kyle here with us at their place it's rain brews in monte vista colorado as we're down here visiting for the potato festival yes and uh, they just rolled out the red carpet for us we appreciate that so much so we'll take a break we'll come back with our in the kitchen segment uh kind of in the kitchen we're in well a, they have great food here they do we both we had a sandwich that was incredible delicious sandwich we'll, we'll visit with them and then top of the hour we promise you Jared Leonard who's opening up uh, Grabkowski's. Grabowski's 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 in Denver it's a new pizzeria and we want to say hello to him and then we'll come back and feature the rest of this lovely place it's rain brews and we'll be back in a flash on the modern eater show on iHeartRadio choose your path through cyberland don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos just search the modern eater or check out the website TheModerneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. Feed me now! This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Brought to you by Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. 
Kershaw on the road. Montevista, Colorado. Rain, rain brews. I'll get that right. It's easy enough to do. Carol here back with us, uh, the owner, proprietor. And uh, she says, what, you know, during the break, which gave me the chills, she's kind of like, uh, what's happened here is God's work. Um, in the short months that you've had the building alone, right? And then I can only imagine you're pivoting all the time. Yes. Yeah, we are. Aren't we, Kyle? Sure. And I make Kyle a little crazy, huh? What are we pivoting around? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, every day you figure, is this working? No, it's not. We need to pivot something to something else. Or what's this idea? Can we implement it? Or, you know, is construction on time? Is code done? Is everything's a pivot, Kyle? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyle's so easy going. It's, so, it's so nice to talk yeah, to him. Whatever you want to say. Well, I love the fact, though, that Kyle and got to do something so cool with his mother. I think that that is that to me is really inspirational to keep a family business like this in the fact that, you know, we just found out in the break that they've only had this building eight months, eight months. and yeah. what they have transitioned what have you this done building in to in eight where months. Where are we at right now? Again, rain brews. And if you're <laughs> in the area, you're driving through or up in Alamos or heading down uh, south to New Mexico. This is truly a great stop. And we're what's a shout out to the uh, place that we're staying. It's actually a very nice place. Um, the oh, Sand Hill Inn. Sand Hill Inn, um, which, which would be great for all of you guys. But Carol, Kyle, go ahead and talk about this place and what's happened in the past eight months. And folks, remember, Carol is actually a native here to Monte Vista. Yes, I was born and raised here. And actually, Kyle, too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so we got the building back in December, and it was a matter of Carol went to the home care office, so she threw that upstairs, and then... She was kind of figuring out what to do with the building. She just kind of ran the home care out of it for like a month or so and then invited me down in January. And then we kind of solidified our plan as far as the brew or the tap house and the coffee shop and then started executing it in February. So from now, February, Kyle, admit that that's kind of a pivot, though, that oh, doing home <laughs> care in, in the sure. building. And then you're like, well, we got quite a big building here that we're mm -hmm. dealing with. Yeah. Uh, let's pivot. Yeah, let's do let's become a restaurateur and sure. beer and yeah. the brewery that's going to be coming up. Well, uh, you know, here it is. You've got I don't know what do you have? Twenty five taps. Yeah, but three 24. different breweries, which I think their concept is super cool, it Greg. I mean, ahead, they're, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the three different breweries. We started with the Colorado Farm Brewery. They were our original partners, and we were wanting to just partner them with like equity and all that stuff, but that didn't work out legally. So we just had them kind of sit the sidelines while we did the renovation. And then once we were happy with um, everything decoration-wise, they installed our cooler and all that stuff. And then we approached other breweries like Three Barrel, and we figured out the, the locals here, they've been to Three Barrel Colorado Farm Brewery hundreds of times. So then we threw in Soulcraft about two weeks ago just to give us some nice variety. And as far as the brewery selection, apparently what we've chosen to go with as far as our selection, we don't have a Pilsner right now, but all, all the other stuff is really nice rounded. Give us a good flavor. Yeah, and, you know, we're actually planning on um, adding a couple more breweries as well. We have the ability, we have the room to be able to do that. We have uh, we, we have 15,000 square feet, right? So we have a lot of room. We were able to snag a cooler that could um, hold all of that. And so we're going to be able to add that um, maybe one or two more towers. We have these towers that hold... Each, um, each brewery. brewery. Yep. So there's usually eight beers from each brewery. And so each brewery is given the ability to fill up the tower however you want. Well, and, and you didn't know this, but Greg's favorite thing 
is hyper local. It really is. And it does not get any more hyper local than it this. It really doesn't. We're right here in Monta Vista. And we're going to have an opportunity yeah. to catch up with that brewery. I think the brewer's here, isn't he, Josh? Yeah, Josh. You know, Josh he's is on deck. Yeah, he's going to be coming up here pretty quick. We're going to go to the top of the hour. We're going to spend a whole nother hour here, and we'll talk more, Carol. But I want you to take 10 seconds to say, how can you listen to your show, and what's the name of it, and what is it? You know what? My show is on KYDN. If you um, search that... Um, in Monta Vista, Colorado, and I, I do a talk show on, or a call-in show for seniors. It's up and your alley. Here we are at the end of the hour. We'll say it again. We'll be back next hour. How about a bite to eat? It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Oh, yeah, you better believe it. Put down your fork and quit eating your pie. <laughs> Second hour right, of the Modern Eater it. Show continues. Rain brews in Monte Vista, Colorado, just outside Alamosa in the San Luis Valley. The Potato Fest, that was the name of the game today, and it sure didn't disappoint as it continues right now. Uh, most of the folks are over at the fairgrounds watching motorcycles do little flip and whatever they do. What Sheldon, you're he's joining the show right now. It's Sheldon Rocky. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks guys for being here. Yeah. Oh man. It's all you guys lay out the red carpet. And you know what? Here's here's the deal. We, and people come by the Modern Eater show. We're all about hitting the road. We're all about agriculture. We're all about just getting to know the communities, all about t showing you where your food comes from, all about connecting chefs with uh, local purveyors, farmers, ranchers, breweries, distilleries, wineries, so on and so forth. Um, but people thank us, and it, I mean, it's absolutely our pleasure. Uh, but the San Luis Valley, uh, more, need more, needs more people coming and talking, more people exposing what great things happen in this region of the world uh, because there are so many things going on and, and not just potatoes, but potatoes is really the focal point right now. And, and Sheldon, what's the capacity that you work in down here? Colorado Potato Administrative Committee. Yeah, I'm currently the chair of the committee. So uh, we have a 13 member board. Did you draw the short straw? I did. Yeah, I was kind of <laughs> like uh, the ex-chair uh, pretty much resigned and uh, yeah. nominated me all in one breath, and yeah, here I am. But yeah. it, I've been on the committee for a long time. And what a great job you did today. Are you in Well, but there's so much team. more, Greg, to, yeah. to Sheldon, because quite honestly, I mean, he's he is instrumental in one of the largest organic potato processor shippers. Um, they converted. They've done so much for the valley down here. They converted an old high school um, down here that, that they they put in a like a $10 million processing facility. They've also brought in co-ops to help get food out in the valley. They merged with one of my partners, Paul New, and the New family who's been down here, you know, since the 70s. Let's hear from Sheldon. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Clear all great that up. Is that bro. good? No, it is Did all good. Do? Yeah, so I'm I'm a third generation farmer, uh, part of Rocky Farms. Uh, my brother and I still operate the farm that our grandfather started in 1938. Um, it's always had potatoes on it. And I actually found an old box that held some of the records. And he actually sold more lambs than potatoes as far as income back in the 30s. But um, he, the potatoes has been king in the valley and in our family for a long, long time. And like uh, Brian said, we uh, merged with a new family um, in 2012. We bought the old high school building over in the Sangre de Cristo School District. Um, they had a high school building that they kind of were able to get a grant to build a brand new K through 12 facility. And there was a 
building sitting there and we're like, hey, this is perfect. It's a metal building. We can put packing facility in here. And um, we've merged uh, since 2012. And since then, we've probably packed for about eight different growers. And they're all certified organic growers. And we distribute from coast to coast with organic potatoes. And we also grow a lot of your fingerling type potatoes. Um, and we distribute those from coast to coast this as well. This is our so. king. How many millions this is of what pounds? what we love. Of, yeah, right how many here. millions of pounds of potatoes do you guys process and ship every year? We don't really talk in pounds, but we talk in hundredweight. Hundredweight, yep, in sorry. The potato industry. So um, we run around 300 thousand hundred weight through our facility every year so that's not confusing no <laughs> right <laughs> so that's a like hundred weight please go yeah. back to pounds right well, yeah, well but it's easy in a sense because you just add a couple zeros add a couple zeros so add a couple zeros so think about that jake you, we got 902 half pound in between side potatoes and we're putting those on a truck but it's not a dually yeah. or, a, or a tandem it's got to be right yeah. up the middle See, jay wants to know something like uh 700 trucks. We'll just put it in the terms where each semi-load is holds about 40,000 pounds, and we probably ship six to eight of those a week. So Thank you. There six you go. to That's eight of those a week. That's wow, just amazing. Now my one. brain can Now relax. you can imagine that, watching that drive down the road and where they're going. Yeah. And we're going to all the major retailers with organic potatoes. So. And you're shipping probably from what the, would you say, like uh, middle of September all the way through we actually, June? Yeah, we actually hit July 4th this year as far as our last shipment of last year's crops. So we wow. almost were year-round on organic potatoes. Hold on, so. this pretzel that was coming out here. Yeah, Jay's chasing down the pretzel. Jay's chasing <laughs> with well, cheese on it. You yeah. know, hey, I think Ray the interesting fruit. thing, though, is, is talk about, though, their, their growing season down here is way shorter than most people. You know, I'm always talking on the front range to people about that Colorado has a 140-day growing season. Down here, they don't even have that. What is it, 90? No, we get a probably 120, so See? 120, okay. yeah. Okay, add and another month. About what a crop of potatoes needs is 120 days. So. But the swing in temperatures in just one day. Well, that's yeah. what makes us the perfect location to grow potatoes in Colorado. Now, why is that? What does it it's mean? It's elevation, so we're 7,500 feet, but we also have, let's say, if we get above 85, we're in a heat wave here in the San Luis Valley in the middle of the summer. And no matter what time of year it is, we're probably going to have a 40-degree differential from that high temperature during the day to our low in the day during the evening. And that's what takes the energy from the plant and the potato crop and puts it into the tubers and makes beautiful, great-tasting, nutritious potatoes here in the valley. So. You have a passion for it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I love it. Sheldon, here's another question for you. Yeah. How many acres do you guys think that are bringing – how many acres are you guys in your sort of your co-op or your – how many acres do you guys process? So we're oh. about 3,000. About 3,000 acres, folks. That is amazing to yeah. think about. I mean – They probably want more, too. Yeah, and it's growing. And so I, we've seen a, probably a, a 40% increase since we, when we started processing potatoes through the facility, the new yeah. facility. So we've seen that much increase in the last six years. So Time flies when you're having fun. Boy, yeah. this show, I mean, we just started, and we're an hour and 15 minutes into Whoa. it. We're going to talk about out the clock. talk wow. to the brewer, and we're do, drinking delicious yeah. um, Colorado Farm Brewery beer here at Rain Brews. And eating local fresh-made pies. And you know. I'll tell you what, next <laughs> segment I want to tell you. And you can do you want to stick around and hear about yeah. why I'm sad when I visit places like Monte Vista? Yeah, I do. Well, it's, it's an interesting thing. He said, yeah, I do. You want to hear? <laughs> I, 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 I don't think it's going to be anything Jay serious. Jay doesn't like you, Greg, so he doesn't want to hear, but I want to hear. Uh, Jay, I, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I told you that in confidence, bro. 
<laughs> I think I the radio is the last place you're supposed to repeat that. I, well, no one's out there. Don't worry. <laughs> I love you, Jay. And Brian. Okay, the whole team's here. Little Rich Schneider, he is back in Denver. And we're trying to catch up with Jared, Jared Leonard from uh, Grabowski's. Yeah. I bet he, he's I, just swamped You did tonight, do a shout-out to the know? ACF. I just want to double it up just because they, I love the ACF and Colleen Ferreira. Well, yeah, and, well thank you. And they brought Carly Smith down here and did this awesome deal. Carly was right. awesome. Yeah. Okay, I need to be cheered up. Please do it for me. Next segment right here on the Modern Eater Show. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, you guys. Jay Parker here for Encore Energy. How much are you paying for your natural gas? Wouldn't you like to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do just that. Save you money. Give Brian a call. 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill right now. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. All right, you guys, back to the show in just a minute, but I want to talk to all you bread lovers out there. Have you heard of Aspen Baking Company in Denver? Aspen Baking Company is an all-natural bakery. Aspenbaking.com is where you can find all the uh, information, but we're talking no preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals in any of their bread. So if you love bread. I do. And I do. I am a bread guy from from, plate, from wake up to go to sleep. I am a bread guy. You can have cheese. You can have all the other stuff. But you but want good bread, right? You yeah. do. <laughs> but hey, don't they have more? What if I need an office lunch catered? You can you can do that. They have two different box lunches that you can cater your office with. Again, AspenBaking.com is where you find out the information on those box lunches and the hoagies, the focaccia, the chapata, the baguettes, the croissants, the the the, the bear claws, the lobster rolls, the pound cakes, the coffee cakes. It's Aspen Baking Company, you guys. All natural, all love, all good. AspenBaking.com. All, all the time. All the time. My name is Chef Keegan Gerhardt, owner of D-Bar, and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it. Rain brews Monte Vista, Colorado, San Luis Valley, just outside Alamosa. Potato Festival today. Yeah, Brian I know Freeman. we're on the radio and no one can see Greg. I just had to get him a box of Kleenexes. He's having a hard time right now in Monta Vista, and he sad. wants to share and, something and hey, with everybody. I, I just think we're all getting really screwed. Um, this country, it, it, it's all back-assward. And, and, and let me tell you why. And as we tour farms and ranches and we see these small towns like Monta Vista, uh, it's very humble. It, it, it's, it's terribly humble. Agriculture is a very humble business, and, and the margins are so small. Uh, the money is just barely there, and, and to see the end product on plates at fancy restaurants and and um, folks that um, truly have have that money to you know walk into a natural grocers or a Whole Foods, and and the amount of money that and and all of the advocacy of of, of healthcare, you know, 
everybody covered in healthcare. That we're not starting where we should start. We're not infusing the money to where it needs to go. It's not going to these agricultural communities to where uh, that money would go so far. When I see just very uh, meager uh, availability of resources through town after town that we go through, uh, whether it be Colorado or middle, middle, middle America, which makes up the vast majority of this country. It truly does. These larger cities that were, were kind of uh, isolated uh, into that I don't think we really understand what it takes to put food on your plate. What it takes. Understand or appreciate. Understand, appreciate, and also give the resources available to the folks that are actually making it happen. When you go through a town like Monte Vista, I've never seen so many late model cars. It's almost like going back to a 1990s movie. Uh, the folks band together to do what they can to to stay alive. And, and, and I'm, I will go to Sheldon to defer to you, but it just seems to me in a, in a world that the end consumer carries so much level levity is, is how do we do it? Food, to me, seems like it's underpriced. Oh yeah. It, it seems to me like the subsidies that we are, are are lobbying for and 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 what kind of money we want to funnel that we're funneling it into the wrong things. We need to funnel it into agriculture. We need to funnel it into provide the resources and it saddens me to see that the people that are working so hard to make it pleasurable for us to eat good food um are probably suffering more than it, than it's almost any it's of on us. their backs. It is, it, it, Greg, you're you're preaching to the choir. I think as we have Sheldon here earlier today, we heard when we were visiting the uh, the extension school, they get twenty times less money than what goes into research around potatoes in the private sector. Our public sector gets 20 times less. It was shocking the numbers that they were throwing out about how many, how little research dollars they get. And this is to keep our crops safe. This is to keep some of the number one vegetables that we eat. So Sheldon Rocky, I'm not throwing rocks. Yeah. I'm no, really, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, and it is an opinion of sorts, but it's just, I'm taking the temperature. And when I look at, you know, we want universal health care. It just seems like we've got it backwards. We'll, we'll have such a better the time dealing with people's ailments if they're eating good food and it's affordable and our resources are going to prevention not to the maintenance of these types of things and i just see towns like this that are suffering and i want to see them prosper and do so well yeah no i think you took the words right out of my mouth i was just sitting here thinking you were talking about health care and i was i'm a believer that we can solve a lot of our health problems with good food and i think that's our job as farmers and growers is to get the good food out there so we're not worried about having to go to the doctor all the time and solving it through that process but the uh you know i told brian earlier i think the biggest thing we have to do as growers and marketers of crops is tell our story and get the food out there to are the crops right. underpriced yeah I, I mean i have to say that yeah. i mean we should get paid more for what we but do you're not going to right no we're not i mean we're we're on the bottom and we have to figure that out so, so cost of living everybody says okay well cost of living's going up my rent's going up no no no, no no see i is, totally is, disagree is the cost going up for well farmers? i think i think the cost every is going up for everybody but my issue with it greg is is why would you spend five dollars on a coffee when you should be spending five dollars 
on on a anything. I mean, why? I mean, and we all know. Let's feed, you know feed everybody and the cheapest food, and then you look around in the health and and even in a town like Monte Vista, I can't believe they're eating the best of food. Yeah. No, and I think uh, sometimes we're our worst enemies. We do it. We're really good at what we do, and we can increase yields. And we, so we, the more we increase yields, the less price we probably return back to the farm. So we're sometimes our worst enemy. And when you have overproduce, you're going to have that demand supply issue where you're oversupplying what the demand is, and then the prices drop. So we're, sometimes we're our worst enemies on growing crops. If you want to hear a crazy challenge, I'll throw it at you yeah. and all of our listeners tonight. Yeah. Do one thing: eat three meals. At the dinner table a week, you just eat three meals. Just try that and think about this, I make, folks. Okay, listen, listen to that. But think about just sitting down and eating three meals. And I'm not saying ordering in pizza, preparing and, your meal, preparing yeah. your meal. I do most. Uh, I do the lion's share. I prepare most of my meals. How about you, Sheldon? Um, you know, we sh- we I have a wife and two daughters, and we actually my daughters are 14 and 12, and we kind of all take turns, to be honest with you. So we we and we eat probably five meals a night. Good and for I, you. And good I, for you. And I get not five meals a night. Right, but a week. No, five a week. Yeah, five yeah. yeah you're eating good, week. Sheldon. Five <laughs> evening meals a week. There I, you and go. Listen, That's I what understand I that, yeah. that, 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 you know, family household incomes, things are t- tight. But you, it's cheaper to even, eat at home, man, and people don't realize it. Make your own bread. Make your own pizza dough. Make your own tortilla. I mean, you can make all those bread products with just flour and water, folks. Well, I mean, the, listen, in my estimation, Freeman, that's a bit of a stretch telling people to make their bread. I, I mean, maybe Aspen baking. maybe you have time, right? I And as a single, okay, I do have, I have time to you make have my time. bread. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people don't have time to make their bread. But I know what you're saying. It's to, it's to actually prepare something, even if it's, because to prepare it, through the course of an accident, it's going to be better for you than what you're buying from obviously fast food. But even some of these restaurants that it's that you know that claim it's you know good for, not good for you but home cooked and all that, sure. it's still just packed full I, of sodium. I yeah. am not this guy, but I'm going to be this guy for. I am not for subsidies. I'm not for. I think free market enterprise. You know, if you're a business, you, but I really think if we're going to su- subsidize food subsidize well but good food greg that's what i would say i mean listen hey i I hate to see when someone's got you know someone's on snap or or any of the food stamp programs that we have and they walk out of the grocery store with a bag full of a a grocery bag full of chips and soda because that is not changing that's where so if there's anything i would fight for is how do we educate people around good food? no how do we put more money back into middle america well, we, that's a big question. I mean, and how, you should how, run for politics if you can figure I, that one you know out. What? And I think Jay it, Parker. It's that transference. <laughs> it's that transference of allocated funds to where we're spending too much on health care. And we need to start allocating some of that money to infuse yeah. into these communities like Monte Vista, Colorado. Well, but look at, Greg, look and, at why and, we're and spending listen, that on health care. Here's, the, here's I mean, the good news. The uptick is happening. We're starting to see places like Rain Brews in Monte Vista, Colorado, who are taking an abandoned building that would building that would sit in downtown and just be boarded up for years and years and years. And actually, this industrial boom, if if you would call that, I see the uptick happening in a place like Monte Vista. You know, and exactly why we have the Potato Festival is to celebrate our community. Uh, we don't have a potato industry without our community, and Without the potato industry, we don't have a community. Mm-hmm. So it, it all is tied together, and 
I mean, I'd like to, to say both. so humble, Sheldon. Thank but you. I would I like mean, to say you. eat more potatoes. But what does that do? Does that really change the landscape of what we're working with here? Probably not. At this Probably point. not. Yeah. Well, but it's that's why I said eat more meals at home. Uh-huh. Eat more. Make your food Here, and find out how cheap it is to prayer, let me pre- pre- prepare your food once a week. Think about your meal planning. Think about it on Sunday, what you're going to eat for the rest of the week. Make your big meal on Sunday and make a bunch of little things while you're cooking for the rest of the week. So we talk about education, right? And I know we're getting a little, it's 7.30 on 6.30 KHOW, iHeart Radio Station, the Modern Eater Show on the road, Monte Vista, Colorado, Potato Festival. And as I throw this question out there, it's a real question. How do we get people more interested in agriculture? Education. Education. What does that education look like? I got a crazy one for you. Fun? Well, no, I think there's education, but I'd also tell you, we need an incentive for younger people to come back to rural America. My my proposal would be is, is, listen, no income tax for anyone under 25 that is willing to move back to a small town. If the city, if you're willing to move back home, if you're willing to stay in your city that has under 100,000 people, you can work with no Income tax until you're 25 right. years old. That's interesting, there Brian. See, there's some radical there's a good stuff. Platform. I don't know how radical that is really at a point in time that we're at right now, and I'd be interested in our audience feedback. You can obviously get a hold of us as we're on Facebook Live right now as well. But, Sheldon, these are real problems that we're facing, and we're trying to um, take growth, make growth to where – your margins get smaller and smaller. Your equipment gets older and older. <laughs> your things get more expensive. And so, things yeah. get more expensive. And you're trying to hang on to hit that millennial farm mark. Yeah. You know, let's get to 2036. Well, we want to pass it on to the next generation. So it's, you know, we're third. So let's let's keep it in the family. Yeah. We don't need to lose it to something else. So we want to keep it in the family, and we want to we want to just do a good job of producing good food. I mean, Sheldon, are your daughters interested in it? They are. I have two, and one's my oldest one's kind of like, oh, I think I have other ideas, but my youngest is she. She really wants to come back and do this at this point. She's 12. You never know what'll happen. How much but, can you pay them though? I mean, you yeah. go basically. This is sweat equity, honey. You'll someday get a piece of this, yeah, and they're like, "What part. is the?" It's hard to bring the next generation back yeah. if you don't expand somehow. Yeah, because a lot of times family breaks off and they go do other things, or they, you know, they go to college, get a degree in this, and they're like, uh, "Let's sell it." Yeah, let's get well, I'll yeah. tell you, you know, we were doing this uh, food and ag fest down in Pueblo. One of the things I found down there, all these people sold their water rights. There are all these people on the Bessemer ditch, which is one of the best water in the state. Yeah. And they because the the elders of the family said, you know what? Our kids have moved. We don't have kids. And when they're looking at $10,000 a share Done. for their water rights, they say, guess what? I'm cashing out. I got 100 shares. Done. But the sad thing is, is we don't even, no one even educated them. That's where I'm going back to Pueblo to say, hey, what were those water rights worth? What? And 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 I, I will commend the commissioner down there. They bought the water rights back and they're giving all those people 10 years if they want to buy them back. So this isn't a slam or anything like that. But this is just a thing about education yeah. and that those people don't know that, hey, wait, let me get someone from the Western Slope like Scott, yeah. our friend, the Wasquich. Yeah. Let's get him out there to teach people how to use drip irrigation where and he's got a, a, a thing that he invented that is tying into people's pivots. That's creating a drip irrigation converter for people's pivots. Well, That's think, big stuff. But do you remember when we went and saw Tom McCracken and his 
crazy genius ways of making sure his land that the water would irrigate and away and drip down into another little uh, yes. area. Yeah. I mean, and out of the stream, you, you know, to, he was getting his water out of the stream. I mean, but those are guys, you know, there's very few and far. And, and we all agreed at the table during the break that someone like Tom McCracken is one of those super unique, one of a kind guys. Yeah, the sun sits on sunsets yeah. on Monte Vista, Colorado. Just a beautiful evening. The weather is perfect, and yes, that you can tell that swing of temperature happening right as we speak. Because as I was about 100 degrees, now I feel much, much better. Oh, we got hail today, folks. Yeah. I mean, and we're talking with Sheldon Rocky. Sheldon Rocky yeah. from White Rock Specialty Farms, um, and they've got an incredible. He's also on the potato, potato. A s- administrative committee. Easy Sorry, that's a, that's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. <laughs> I'm glad you said that last part because that's what I put under his name was the call. I, I was looking for committee. some help there. You know thank what? you. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. John Irvin, uh, Gluten-Free Things, you're the best man. I mean, the, if you want delicious gluten-free bakery bread and other um, assortments, you can reach John Irvin in Arvada at Gluten-Free Things. Judd Bellstock, Twan Law, Eric Chippen, I love your show, man. And uh, who else? We've got some good guys here with us tonight. We're going to take a break, come back, talk beer. Sheldon, you love beer? Yeah, I drink a lot of beer. So. You want to talk <laughs> beer? Uh, I'll stick around for a little bit. All right, we'll stick I around. Like it. Thank you, Okay, Sheldon. I know. He's like, I want to get back to the motorcycle. Wait, We've got motocross uh, jumping here. You can here. take off <laughs> if you need to. But Sheldon, Rocky, your time, it's it's valuable. Yes. And we thank you so yeah. much. Thank, thank you for what you're doing. Sharing it with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. we'll see you next year. Okay. Okay. All right. There he is, Sheldon Rocky. All right, Brian, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. The Modern Eater Show, where? Right here in Monta Vista, Colorado. On iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, guys. Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches, with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born and Raised in Denver. The Spice Guy Co.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Colleen Ferreira with the Colorado Chefs Association. Are you ready to put your passion to work? Well, we train the future chefs of Colorado and we want you to join us. The Colorado Chefs Association is recruiting for our fall semester right now. Join our American Culinary Federation accredited cooking program, work in a professional kitchen, and get paid all while earning your sous chef certification. Email me at colleen at acfcoloradochefs.org. I'd love to hear from you. Join our excitement and explore a new future. All right, why not? Here is the guy, Jeff Rourke, A-plus Beverage Solutions, 20 years in the business installing specialty tap installations. What does that mean? I, chances are if you've been to a Jeff Rourke place, a brewery, a restaurant, a bar, you're drinking delicious beer, so you, you just don't think twice about it. But if you've been on the other hand of that, where the wheel's falling off, an older restaurant, an older bar, uh, you're drinking foamy beer, it's not so great. You know, Jay, you've done that, right? I uh, do it all the time, and it's embarrassing. Your beer tastes awful, and it could be as simple as a, a service call to somebody like Jeff Rourke at A-Plus Beverage Solutions to come in and whew, really clean those lines and show you what's up. Couldn't say it better myself. I mean, really, foam is money. If you're pouring in a, insufficient beer, inefficient beer, what are you doing? You're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the drain. We encourage you, don't pour your money down the drain. It's a phone call away, whether you need to add a line, uh, beer, wine, water, coffee, nitro. Have you thought about that? Just uh, sharpening it up, making sure you're on point with your game because the brewers want their beer to taste like they brew it and important that you pour it that way. So give them a call, 720-272-3809. Whoa, give me a second. You Let never have a pen. A pen. You I never, never. I never do, man. Do you have it? I have it. Give it to me. 720, Mr. Bartender, tell tell the owner, okay? Please Call, tell the owner. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> owner of 4 by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumplings. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Monte Vista, Colorado. Modern Eater Show on the road. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Little Rich Schneider back home. Dave Avery, he is off tonight. Jay doing a first of all, Jay Jay Parker, right? I love the guy, man. Doing God's work. He has such a special place. In Look my at life. all this stuff. We call him Little Shannon, or I do anyway. Little He's Shannon. He's the only one who I can make memes with, and they just they work. Jay, how was your day? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm tired. To be honest, I'm tired. Are you really well, I was tired? up at six. Ooh, right. You okay. Hey, listen, man. You're don't don't rocks don't don't get yard. don't get me calling you out about. This. I was up at six doing a potato tour with uh with Brian Freeman and and Carly Smith. You weren't there. Now I'm sure hey, you man. were back at the hotel planning doing this research. I understand that planning <laughs> this. And you didn't plan any of this shorthanded here don't on I the couch. Don't do a good show though. You did a great show. It's been a great show. I mean, Brian. But you well, you but you're not gonna because I'm tired. I've yeah, been up. Just wait. I'm just jumping. No, but I lead you down the road. I mean, I know where I'm gonna take a show. The direction i feel like the blind man of alabama it's okay but i i like since day one and this is just uh greg and jay and brian doing what we do best just talking shop with each other but truly the the modern eater show uh we we like to keep it fresh we like to keep it uh local well i gotta tell you moving around the state like we've moved around this summer the fact that we have brought all of the farms and brewers outside of denver a voice the fact that we have been able to talk and share good food with people all summer long. Think about We're how many people so came fast, to our though. summer dinner series and said, yeah. wow, They're I will buy a, a ticket breath. for every show next year. 
I mean, it, it, we're, it, we are moving mountains in many ways, guys. And I, I want to thank you and thank all are. the producers. No, we are, man. Giving someone like I don't hearing feel these any stories. From the last segment when I talked about why I'm sad. It's true. It's true. I mean, do you see it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I and I see exactly what you're talking about, and I and I, it saddens me also too, right? But that's where and would we, you and pay more for food, knowing that if it was do, making a difference and going to the right place, would you pay more for your food? Yes, I would. Well, let me ask you: Do you think that this show educates people? To, well, to help them. Do you think, think that we give does. a voice to these I don't think guys. it even cracks the surface. Well, listen, oh. I mean, it may not. Well, it doesn't crack the surface on, on, on the big picture, right? I mean, that's the truth because. Is y- that the camera know? angle you picked for yourself no, on Facebook? No, that's just right away. I was just like, yeah, there it is. Yeah, double chin J. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> this, guess what? That's the Facebook <laughs> treat. Guess what? This is what I look like. Jay's on camera. Um, but here's the thing. It may not scratch the surface in the big picture of things, right? But, you know, every, every... What do we say we do? We beat the drum. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it starts, has to start somewhere, and right? See, and I so a little scratch we are has scratching. to... We well, are scratching. Right? Well, I mean, and that's great, and that's, you know... That's just my opinion. And that's your I mean, optimism, and I love it, right? But, like, put example, or, or like, for example, if, if we were doing this on uh, the Howard Stern show, right, it would make a bigger scratch, Right, if he if he took the time sure. to say, hey, listen, you know, here's here's ten minutes. I don't minutes, even know a, if that would make it, but yes, yeah, a it bigger would make scratch. a bigger. It'd make well, a bigger scratch. But here's the thing. I mean, if you want to give really deep into my head, man, I mean, then that's going down a serious rabbit hole. Be, I because see of agriculture history. folks that work in agriculture, and you want to walk a line with this. I see poverty. I, yeah, I, I can agree with that at some level, but I see that only because what we do and even listen, man, my business, I'm in a business. I was thinking about this the other day. I've sold a hundred million dollars of organic produce into Colorado. Can I and you know what? We haven't made anything because that's not how the food what, industry is. You know man. what, Brian? I want to say something to you. And this is all seriousness. And this is sober, Greg. Okay. Let's hear it. Sober, Greg. You do so much for folks that don't know where they're going to get a steady income from in agriculture. You you have partnered with so many farms that can trust and rely on you to buy their product and be very forthcoming and fair with the market price and make sure that they get paid. Thank and you. for that, my friend, I have to tell you what, if you want to talk about moving the needle, that's moving the needle. Well, thank you. I mean, I, and that's why I, I I'm mean, here, truly man. I'll tell you. Brings tears is, to my eyes. Well, this is my mission in life, folks, is, is to really be that link, that vital link between our food and the consumer and the, the grower. It's it's all about me and, and it's education. And I think you heard Sheldon come on and talk about that. You've heard farmer after farmer come on and say that that is the one thing that they can trust that Brian will do is represent what they're doing in a way that people start understanding and appreciating. Well, that it, and so. your check will cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Right. Yeah. When, you boil, when you boil everything down, right, as we sit here at Rain Brews in Monta Vista, Colorado, beautiful night, 
beautiful people in here. We've talked to a handful of people over over the past few hours as we get set up and to do the show. And just nice folks, right? Salt of the earth folks. What are you doing? We're doing a radio show about farmers. And, yep. you know, and, and, and it's the happiest thing in the world, right? But at the end of the day, big scratch, little scratch, no scratch at all. Here's the thing. It's all about how you go to sleep at night, right? And if you go to sleep at night feeling like, listen, you know, I did my part that's realistically expected of me because, you know, maybe I have to go to a different job this day or something, you know, you can't be perfect, right? But if you can go to sleep saying, and I know Brian can because he's into, you know, at, on the front lines of it. If you can go to sleep saying, hey, listen, I did my part as far as what I believe is right and fair and, and ethical and, and moral and all those fun words, right, where you can say, you know, I spent a little extra today to buy a product because I know it does more for the community that it's in. Then, then that has to be good enough. I agree on the pushback, though, from the end consumer that says, look, I just can't afford it. And, you know, I'm not going to buy organic. And, Jay, you were the guy years ago when we first started this is uh, said, my body is lucky just to get an apple inside of it. And, Not, I, and organic, and I, just forget that. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, I don't think I was like forget organic, but I still stand by. Listen, uh, and, and uh, a non-organic apple is still better than a Snickers bar, you, you know. So I still stand by that. And now also, I get free organic produce because of Brian Freeman. You right? do? So, I that's, know. so that's a little bit different. <laughs> well, you never come visit, man. Yes, you, yes, you, you do. You lock yourself in a cave like that's the right. Taliban, you know. Uh, you and John Irvin hanging out. Uh, in, wow. <laughs> <in> Syria. <laughs> Holy. Cow, I just had that to give was John on a little plug because uh, something uh, <laughs> all right there's some things that are coming up uh, colorado restaurant show that's coming up we've got a great fantastic booth we want to tell you about that we want to tell you about this great ag convention that brian has going on in pueblo as well in the next segment it'll be our final segment from monte vista colorado rain brews right here thanks for tuning in to the modern eater show Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman, the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Bleu train chef, I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without them. Hey, Colorado chefs, Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. 
Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a a chair and and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Why not booze news? All the booze news you could use on the Modern Eater show on iHeartRadio. Basically, the only booze news we have is Brian bought tequila. Well, no, listen, no, no, no. in my defense, <laughs> the, in my defense. We had because, a brewery here that just yeah. ghosted out. Yeah. All right, will you be the brewer? Yeah, man, I have to right. grow a beard. but Well, listen, I Colorado though, Mountain yeah. Brewery. Here's the thing, though, and I want to say this in all seriousness, and I wish they were here to talk about it. The only brewery that I know of that actually all of their ingredients sourced and brewed in one place. Think in, about that. In one place? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw a big one at you in Scores. But that's the only well, other what, person. What, that, what, not, not a micro. No, I can't think of a micro beer like like these guys at Colorado. So they're doing their own hops. They're doing it all. And and the only one other is, is the big it. boys. What, what's wrong with my head? No, Bruce isn't. No, Bruce, so, our, our good no, friends it, at Bruce, he, he sources it. Yeah. He's oh, saying what's grow. It. These guys Everything grow grown. their oh, own. You know who I bet you it is? Colorado Farm Brewery. Yeah. It is. They're one. I mean, I think that they're one for the micro side of this. So, Josh, how many beers do you have? Uh, a lot. About eight? Yeah. Eight right now? Eight. Uh, yeah. We were going to put nine on, but we settled with eight. But you never know. And Josh, what gave you the idea of doing it all on your farm, um, without you know, without bringing in stuff from other farms? You know, part part of this is a little bit of because Greg did some homework on Colorado Farm Brewery, probably has their website up somewhere, and I didn't. And truthfully, I should have. <laughs> but truthfully, I didn't. So well, do you want me there's to honesty. Do we, do hey, you guys, want to switch? can we, we do can something? Switch to I want to do something because I'm actually having a lot of fun right now in Monte Vista, Colorado. And fun is what we should have. Let's do a show. Let's book no guests on a show. I like it. Me, Jay, Brian, Little Rich. Throw Little Rich in there. It's not next week, though. Maybe. We, it's it's going to be a little later. Next week? next week, we have a big week, folks. I want Rosetta everyone to Hall. check What's this that? out. Rosetta, Rosetta Hall is the first. No, 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 no. Mm. Slow down. Slow down. Because they're going to teach you about good food at Rosetta Hall in Boulder. And what it's all about is it's the first food hall in the country that is all organic. How man. do you police that? It's the original OG. Well, how do I police it? Because the food's going to be coming from Growers Organic. <laughs> That's how you police it, right so there. So there's no ties. There's no money ties to this. Well, no, um, I mean, listen, you guys know I, I would do this just because I love it. But yeah. the, we, we've had Aaron Landy on the show. He's been down to our good friends at Jefferson Farm Fiber Jefferson Fiber Farm. Yeah, the Farm. I, I, I'm you sorry. Are, listen, I, I poor yeah, jeans, poor nah, name. Yeah. I, I get it confused all the de- time. But derailed. I derailed it. But listen, I'll tell you. They're going to have incredible food. It's going to be up in Boulder. This is going to be something, a new concept. And next week, we're going to have them all on the show. We're reaching out to Vapor Distilling to see if we can't have, have them. But we're going to have at least five chefs. We're going to have a brewery. We're going to have a distiller. organic blowout. It's it's going to be the I mean, OG fest of September for sure. And you would expect uh, that from 
the People's Republic of Boulder. Oh, nothing better. Nothing right but. there. And <laughs> that's next. Listen, here, they wrote a song my, about alfalfas, folks. Here, Come on, man. What song? I want to work at alfalfas when I get old, baby. You never heard that song? You, you want to hear Leftover my, salmon. You want to hear my impression of Brian Freeman? Yeah. Go organic with Growers Organic. That's actually good. That's Isn't that good. pretty good? I like really that. Good. Yeah. Um, well, I just, I'll just take this time to say that uh, I'm having a lot of fun, too, and I look forward to that next show, and I also uh, appreciate Brian because you're doing the 99% of all the legwork for that show, so that'll help me in my... Yes, uh, it will. In my, uh, Where are we going after that? Stress level. Following week. The following week? Oh, that's up in uh, Grand Palisade. Grand Junction. Or Grand, Grand Palisade. Grand, we can, we can Palisade. mix Palisade and Grand Junction together, and we call, call it the Grand Palisade. I, t- I was just doing an impression of Brian Freeman, so that's it. That's On how the it Grand worked Mesa, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the but but I apologize. I don't know the name of the wine event. Um, it's the Grand Junction Food and Wine. It's real easy, man. And we're gonna be going out. At, we're gonna be at it's Ben Seven O Seven. They sold with, out. Yeah, early. with Josh Nuremberg out there at Ben Seven O Seven. That's gonna be good. It means we but get a to shout see out Carly Smith again, right? She's yep. probably gonna come down there. That's always oh, yeah. a treat. Oh yeah. And Carly's got a big event next week actually in Palisade because Palisade has their own wine fest. You know what I'm looking forward week. to with that uh, food and wine in. Uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, is Alex Liberati is going to join us. Who's, uh-huh. You know, listen, that guy, you know, uh, wine and, and where he's from, from Rome and, and it, the Italy ties and, and just wine culture there in general, for him to be here in Colorado and joining us in Grand Junction. And we're actually going to be put up on the culinary stage center of the festival. There's Jay Parker MC. We're going to go back and forth. It'll be you and Brian one time, me and you one time, uh, you and Alex one time, and we're going to all day long just work the culinary uh, stage and stream live. That's the 21st of September. The Modern Eater Show hits Grand Junction, and that's going to be a blowout fun time. And hopeful guests are, are going to be our friends from Field to Fork. We're going to try to get reach out to Black Bear, Field to Fork, all of our friends up there, you know, we'll see if we can't hey, get Jeff say, at Big B's. Let's say happy birthday to uh, Jessica Washakowski. Is with, it her birthday? With Field birthday of Fork. Hey, it was her birthday like three days ago, four she days ago. Oh, man. Happy, you know, happy birthday. That's one of those farms that they hold a special we, spot in They were farm. named our Farmers of the Year this yeah. last year yep. from Road Trip. They really were. And they I were. think they have a great chance of holding it again next year because we're just in love with those guys. Um, as we close the show, big time in Pueblo. Brian, 30 seconds on what's happening down there in Pueblo with uh, you and the rest of the folks at the Ag-, Ag Convention. Yes, folks, if you are in the area and even if you aren't, Pueblo's only two hours away from Denver. And what we're going to be doing down there on October 2nd is the very first, the inaugural food and ag summit down in pueblo and the deal is is listen we are bringing some killer guests a guy named walter robb was one of the co-ceos of whole foods he's going to be down there listening to pitch pitches from young entrepreneurs trying to help out pueblo we're going to be down there doing five different sessions over the course of October 2nd. The Modern Eater? The Modern Eater is oh, going to be there. Growers Organic is going to be there. We're going to be at this place called the Water Tower Event Center. And this place is super cool. Steel Mill built it back at the turn of the century. They're right at the end of Riverwalk. Pueblo has come so far. And if you heard me mention that, Pueblo, Colorado, it used to be in the center of the bread belt. It's at the top of the banana belt. Just a, it's an ag center. We're going to have our friends from Colorado Mills are going to come How and talk about water. How can people find out more information of that? We're going to set up a Facebook event page very shortly. 
Colorado Food and Ag in Pueblo. Keep an eye on that. Thank you. The Colorado Potato Council, the ACF Colorado Chefs Association for having us down here. Brian Freeman, as always. Jay Parker doing great work. Carly Smith, great seeing you today. I'm Greg Hollenbach. See you next week back at Studio Kitchen Colorado.